Welcome back. I hope you enjoy the rest of the story. Starting to see everything around you collapse and again, again, and again, and again, and the pain that you're running away from now that you're looking at it is it was what? I'm an addict. I, I, and I can't control it. And there is nothing I can do to get better. No matter how hard I try. Mm -hmm. Because you tried, yeah. I did try. I didn't have, I, you know, I, don't, I didn't have the tools that I have now, but we'll talk about that in a sec. But in, in the moment, the only thing that makes me okay is meth. It's the only thing that works. And I can stay clean for a couple of weeks when it, you know, the times that I would try. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks, sometimes even a month. There was even maybe one time you know, in this roller coaster ride where I may have stayed clean you know, three and a half months, mm -hmm. but could never, I never, I, I, and I didn't know why, I could never kick it longer than that. So then what? When I wanted to. Most of the time I didn't want to. But when I wanted to, I couldn't. I couldn't. And that's what was my, It yeah. was not an option. So then what was the shift? What happened in your life? What describe that moment when you were like, "I'm done for real this time." Okay. Um, Angie and I had been separated for about a year and a half. Okay. I was living in um, uh, living in my own apartment. She moved to a condo. Colorado. Um, here in Colorado, yeah. We were still in the same town. Um, we, you know, we had uh, my oldest daughter lived with me. And the, our two younger ones lived with her. Mm -hmm. um, so we were just, you know, four or five miles apart, but we were separated. And of course, um, when, I, when we moved, I mean, I, I continued to use um, my boss uh, at the time. She, you know, she kind of came alongside me, was doing everything she could to help me. I mean, this woman saw something that, of course, I didn't see. But she saw something in me. She thought, I can save Brian. I'm going to continue to give him work. I'm going to give him an apartment to live in. Mm -hmm. um, um, did me some wonderful favors, mm -hmm. right? Um, but the, the addict lied, cheat, steal, whatever you have to do, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you don't want to be found out ever, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When the money's not there, you go hustle. You go do whatever it takes to get high. Okay. Now, okay. now I wasn't a big partier. I wasn't. Now. The shift was not, I need to stay up all night on a Friday so I can woo party, right? Yeah. Now it's, I need to stay up during the day and be high enough to go to work. Wow. Right. But that doesn't work. I mean, it, you know, that may work for a day or two, but it doesn't, I mean, really, once it's taken over your life, you spend more time getting high and finding ways to get high yeah. than you do actually in productive. That's your life. That's your cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then what was it? When was the day? What was the day? What had happened? So my boss, her name was Kim. She, Kim says, um, Brian, such and such date, um, you're gone. I mean, you know, you're not getting better. Um, I, I don't really believe a damn thing you say. And of course, what? You know, I'm mad because you, you can't call me a liar. You're right? defensive. Oh, so man, the anger. You Like, you see me now. I was horrible. My own mother wanted nothing to do with me, and my mom is probably one of the most forgiving people ever. Mm -hmm. I was horrible. I was the guy, Apollonia, that, uh, I'm gonna tell you, uh, uh, this is a real story. Um, 
at one point when I was homeless, I remember crossing a street. I hadn't been high in, in, you know, in a few days because I had run out of money and run out of dope and I had no place to live, I had no job. And I'll get to that in just a quick sec here, but I'm, I'm crossing the street and I look up and I see my brother-in-law's dad and uh, mom in a, in a truck as I'm crossing the street. And I'm like, wow, cool, because no one's talking to me at this point. Nobody wants anything to do with me. I am, Family is I am, completely, a, I am a piece of scum. And I look across the street and I'm walking towards you know, the truck because I'm crossing the street and I see, I have this glimpse of hope. I have this like, this moment where, wow, I get to say hi to somebody because hopefully there's a good chance he doesn't know everything. Right? That's what you're thinking. That's yeah. what I'm thinking in that moment. I mean, it's a split second. And I'm thinking, gosh, this would be so cool because I just, I just want to say hi to someone and have someone say hi back. Mm -hmm. And I, I come close to the truck and I say, hey, Don, how you doing? And he looks over at me, rolls up his window, and gets out of there. And I'm like, wow. I am that guy now. I am like, I am... I went from being that guy to that guy to that guy. Just, I mean, now people... You thought this is rock bottom. Not yet. Well, you know, I'm, I'm there. So, okay, so I'd been homeless for a couple of weeks. Sneaking into a, like a storage shed garage, if you will, where I wasn't supposed to be um, at night so that I would at least be, you know, being able to sleep outside of the elements, right? Um... My family had just, you know, had, had disowned you. Disowned me. Mm -hmm. um, the only friends I had, had pretty much, because now I'm not the guy anymore. I don't have any dope. I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. So those guys are gone. Um, Saturday morning. <clears throat> it's about seven o'clock in the morning, whatever. So I, I, I come out of uh, where I'm staying. Um, I knew that. Um, Actually, I didn't know because I hadn't talked to my mom for uh, for a while because once again they wanted nothing to do with me. I wasn't supposed to be on any of their properties. Um, but the one person I could call, even though most of the time it doesn't go well, but today it's going to go well. Mm -hmm. Today it's going to go well because I I'm feeling better. Mm -hmm. I got to figure something out, but I don't know what that what what that is. I just know that something's got to change. But right now, what I need the most is I just need to talk to my kids. I pick up my cell phone and I, and I call Angie. She says, Brian, um, you can't call her anymore. I've got a restraining order. This is my birthday, by the way. Saturday morning, it was my birthday. May 21st, whatever, I don't even know what year, but um, if you call here or you come here, me or the kids, you will go to jail. Click. And I call. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, I didn't know what to do. I had to, I had to sit with that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I had to sit with that for a couple of days because it's Saturday. I did end up talking to my mom. Um, she did call to say happy birthday uh, about an hour after that phone call. Um, and um, said they were out of town, they were camping. Mm -hmm. um, no food, no money, and the worst part is I had no dope. I didn't have the stuff that made me feel better all these years, mm -hmm. right? 
<clears throat> Monday morning, there was a place that I used to go to every now and then when I would want to recover. Um, you know, I'm going to back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backpedal just a tiny bit to lead up to this part of the story here. Before I left my apartment, <clears throat> about three to six months before I left my apartment, um, even when I wasn't high, because I didn't get high all the time, yeah. most of the time, right? But there, there were days where I was like, crap, I just need a break. I'm like, I'm not, you know, and, I, and, and you know, in my mind, I'm, I wasn't like freaking spun out all the time, even though if you saw me go, oh my gosh, he's spun out, right? I don't know. But just, yeah, you In my mind, I like felt like it was okay. Yeah. And I was, and I'm sure I was. I'm, once again, I don't want to butter this story to where it makes it look like I was okay. I was not. Yeah. But in my mind, I was okay. And there, I remember the first time this happened, um, I had college students that lived up above me. I had a four bedroom apartment. I'd sit in my living room, sleep on my couch. This is you know, where things happened. Watching TV one day, and out of the corner of my eye, just see something run up the wall. And I'm like, what the heck was that? Whatever, you know? And then I'm watching TV again, and just. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And so, then I hear voices. But not just voices, like women moaning and like sexual moans. And I'm like, gosh, there's college to the kids. What the hell are they doing? So I would go, I would literally, this is, you know, uh, I was going into the bathroom, you know, and I was standing on top of the vanity and I'm listening into the vent and I couldn't hear anything. Damn it, where are these coming from? And I go back in the living room and I could hear them, but they're coming from somewhere. Like every, everywhere I go to, to find these voices, or the, the, they were gone once I got there. God, this is so freaking weird. <clears throat> and this happened a number of times. I can't tell you how many times, whether I was high or whether I was not, this stuff was going on. What the heck? Also know this. <clears throat> I had zero relationship with God. Okay. But I know enough about God. I know enough about God from, from the people that, that, are, that have been in my life throughout the years to, um, I guess, just to know enough, a tiny enough to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, to be dangerous, if you will. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I would pray. You would? If you're up there. This is a couple months before I know I'm not going to have a place to live. Okay, okay. Take my life. That's, that was your Please, take prayer. my life. If you're up there, if there's really a God... Take my freaking life so I don't have to live tomorrow. I don't want to live tomorrow. Like, and I would get angry and I would cry and, 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 and I prayed that if you were up there, if there's a freaking God up there, and, and probably using language I shouldn't that I would never use today, um, and I would pray, take my freaking life so that I don't wake up in the morning. I don't have the balls to kill myself. I don't have the, I don't have, I don't even, I mean, I don't know the first thing. That I, I, do, I know I couldn't do it. But you can and I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here anymore. I packed nothing. It was three days before I'm supposed to be out when completely you're out. gone. My mom comes over and goes, Brian, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Or you know, a week, I don't know what it was. Nothing. Where are you going to go? I, I had planned on not living. I knew in my mind that I would not survive this. 
Wow. I knew deep down in my heart that I was in, that somehow I'd smoke enough dope and just not wake up or have a heart attack or just whatever. That never happened. And for some freaking reason, I always woke up. But I knew deep down somewhere in that in that hell that I had created mm -hmm. for myself mm -hmm. that I was not going to wake up, that I was not going to survive this mess that I created, so mm -hmm. I didn't need to pack anything. So then was it a... Was it a treatment? Was it a decision? Was it, I mean, what was it that was the first steps towards recovery? Okay, good. So, yeah. <clears throat> so that Monday morning. Real recovery. I know you had tossed, sure. you know, you tried many, many times, but when was the, when was the final time, the time? Monday morning. I, uh, I know that that recovery place, it, it was actually called Psych Care. Yeah. used to be a place over here off of 12th Street here in Greeley. And psych care was a place that had counselors, they had addiction counselors, they had something. I had gone there and did a two-week... You've been there before. I had yeah. been there before um, and it failed the program. But I stayed connected with uh, one of the counselors who I really connected with. Okay. And then also uh, there was a lady that worked at the... Um, who did the, uh, the scheduling and the insurance billing and all that kind of stuff who I just really connected with. Okay. Her name was Donna. And um, every now and then I would jump in to see Donna and she'd say, how you doing? I'm not good. Here's where we're at or whatever. So wait for Monday morning because now I, I, I got to go see Donna. You're ready. I, 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 You're I, homeless. I got to go see, tell her where I'm at and, and, and just, I don't know what the next step is, but I do know that it's, you know. I'm done. I do you do know that you're done. I do know. I, you think you I know. Think I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, said, can I talk to you outside? And she says, yeah. I said, well, she said, what's going on? She explained to her what was going on. And I said, Donna, I says, uh, she says, I think I broke something. I said, what do you mean I broke, broke something? I said, I think that I've used too much to her. I, something up here is not right anymore. She says, I don't understand what you're saying. I said, Donna, I hear voices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll be sitting in my living room I'm seeing. and I'm seeing things crawl up the wall. And when I look over, they're gone crawling on the carpet, and we're not talking bugs. We're not, it wasn't, you know, I know that there's stories of some people in the, and they're like, you know, look at see bugs, no. This was like a dark something. I had no idea. Once again, I'm explaining to her that uh, I think now I'm, I, like, I, I went too far, like, and now I'm permanently defected. Mm -hmm. She says, Brian, are you seeing shadow people? And all of a sudden, in a split instant, I knew enough about God to know that if you do believe in God, that you have to believe that there's an enemy, that you have to believe that there's a Satan. And everything that I've learned over my years and just paying attention to faith, all of a sudden I knew what I was hearing. I had been praying so much to die, but I was praying to the wrong person, or the wrong person was answering the prayer, right? <clears throat> In that moment, so when I do there might be a God. <clears throat> and I want to tell you, you know, I want to tell you a story of kind of how this kind of played out. Because <clears throat> this is what you asked. <clears throat> I'm going to have you close your eyes. And, and anybody watching, uh, I want you to close your eyes for a second. And I want you just to imagine... Imagine with me this man 
who has brought his life to such a depth of hell and can't figure out a way out. Imagine what that looks like, what that smells like, what the feeling is like, how horrible of a life that this was that he created for himself. That he can't recover. He can't recover. That recovery is so not an option, all he wants to do is die. And the one Monday morning that he walks up to this place and he's, and, he, and, he's, and he's, you know, having this conversation with, with, with Donna and then after he leaves, he's praying, God, if you are up there, I can't do this. I can't do this. Why can't I do this? And that small, still voice that he's never heard, but he hears it for the first time in his life. I know, son. I know you can't. But we can. But we can. The most comforting... The most comforting... Um, moment I'd ever had in my life without meth. Because I felt... My father in heaven wrap his arms around me and say... Come on, let's go. Let's go on this journey together. <clears throat> and I still didn't know what it was going on. These are just feelings. I'm confused. I you know, no idea what's going on. Um, You've been to this place before. I went into a program, a faith-based program, about uh, a week later. Um, two weeks after that, I accepted Jesus into my heart for the first time as an adult. And... You talked about my work ethic. I don't do anything halfway. I'm either all in or I'm all out, right? I'm either going to screw this thing up so freaking bad or I'm going to make this thing so freaking right. Yeah. I went all in. I went all in on, on this Jesus thing and I was so freaking fired up mm -hmm. that I haven't turned back since. I have not, I, I did have one relapse, but I have not turned my back on God. Uh, um, I'm on fire. I do Bible studies. I do. Uh, church twice a week. I do, uh, you know, I do so much stuff in God's kingdom now because there was a point. Um, I had a friend. I have a friend. Uh, his name is Fred Nunn, and Fred um, was interviewed by Christ Community one time, and okay. it, it, this hit yeah. me so hard. About seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, um, he was telling his story uh, on how he overcame some stuff, mm -hmm. and he said, "God." Use me. I'm like, wow, that's wow. it. That's what all this was for. God used me. You heard it louder than ever, and yeah. you felt it, and you knew at that time that this is, it had hit you that everything that you had gone through, yeah. everything had a purpose. Yes. That there's more meaning to your life than just the pain and the struggle and the hell that you had just went through. You felt like... Yeah. It had connected at that time. This is going to mean something. I mean something. So. Yeah, I knew. I I I I, um, I learned the difference between um, believing in God and believing God. No, I'm not the best at it. 
Yeah, what do you mean but, by that? Well, yeah, you believe God, believe in God, right? But do you believe, sorry, you believe in God, but do you believe God? If God's word tells you, we know that everything in the Bible is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He cannot lie. Mm-hmm. He has hundreds and hundreds of promises for you and I. Mm-hmm. If he says, Apollonia, I don't want you to worry about this. This. Do, you, do I, I got this? Mm-hmm. You believe him. Or do you have worry? Whether it's financial, gosh, I don't know, I'm going to pay bills this month. God, I don't know what's going to... Whose money is it? Whose God. business is this? God's. But we still worry. Mm-hmm. Right? And once again, I'm not, I, I, I know the concept. And I'm working at becoming better every single day. Mm-hmm. But do I believe in God? Yes. Do I believe God? Man, I'm wow, working on it. Wow, that's so powerful. I'm working on it. That's so every powerful. Every single day I work on it. Um, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, um, the doubt that all of us face yeah. every single day, whether it's in our personal or our business, in our pursuit to our dreams, I think that that is that's such a good perspective. I've never thought about that before, is believing in God and believing God, believing God's truths. You said there's so many, there's so many promises and truths in the yes. Bible, and we still... Every single day struggle, and we still every single day have something. Not everyone, maybe there's perfect people out there. I don't know of them yeah. yet, but but still every single day, there's a little bit of fear, there's a little bit of worry, there's a little bit of doubt, and that's so. I wow, thank you for sharing that. I have never mm. heard it like that before. Well, good. I hope that impacts you. I hope that you see God differently. Yeah. Um, because when you put Jesus first, mm-hmm. everything gets better, right? Now, it doesn't become easier. Mm-hmm. Jesus makes our life a lot more difficult, right? I mean, it really does. Like, you know, when I tell you the story of how I came to faith and, and when I really got started in actual real recovery, faith-based, Jesus-focused recovery, it wasn't easier, I met my, my wife at a, at a church, my current wife now, two weeks, two weeks, sorry, two weeks after I went into the faith-based program, I, uh, Angie and I, uh, our divorce was final. Okay, okay. Um, stayed in the program, and I was pretty hurt. We actually did pretty good because we actually sat in the back and held hands the whole time until, um, until we had to walk up and then do the proceedings, you know. Oh, wow. So it was very coarse, but I was still upset. But I didn't use. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, a month later, I meet who, Lucretia, who's my wife now, and um, uh, some, you know, some. Uh, um, we have a you know, Lucretia had a one-year-old daughter, who is now my daughter, uh, Isabella. Love her to death. Yeah. Love her to life. I hate using that word, death. Yeah. Um, her biological dad um, didn't like that we were dating. Showed up to the church where we were at this faith-based recovery program and tried to end my life. Wow. So, the story of my prayer life. I'm going to just tell you this quick journey. Yeah. I'm in the hospital. Um, I mean, I was, you know, um, I woke up in the hospital. 
uh, we, we started off where we were just going to talk. And when I saw that he was clenching his fist and that, and that you know, he was wanting to fight, I said, listen, I'm not here to fight you. Um, I'm done. I'm out. So I walked away, and that was the last thing I remember. Just walking away, walking away so I wouldn't have to fight, and I woke up in the hospital. Um, he had a gun or...? Uh, you know, I don't know what he had. Um, you know, some say that, that there may have been a bat involved. I, you know, I don't know because I don't remember anything. I just, I turned my back on him so I could walk away, and that was the last thing I remember. Um, but, you know, it's t- totally cool. I mean, I'm in, God's, I'm in God's kingdom now, right? Working for God's kingdom. So I uh, got out of the hospital, spent the day at my mom's house, you know, one night there just to reflect, I guess. And then two days later, I'm back at the recovery house. Um, I used to get up about 5.30 in the morning. I still didn't 5.30, but I used to get up at 5.30 in the morning, and I would and I would go downstairs, and I would pray. Um, you know, a group of some of the guys that I was in this home with would, would sometimes, we would study the Bible. Sometimes we'd pray about 6. This morning, I'm up at 5.30 in the morning, and I'd sit in this beanbag. And I remember, <clears throat> well, let me just preface two. Sorry, two weeks before this, um, two weeks before this, I'm on that beanbag, 5.30 in the morning. And I already met Lucretia, we're talking now, we're starting to feel things for each other. But I'm also new to recovery. I also know this is a really bad idea. Generally, it is not recommended to get into a new relationship when you're that fresh in recovery. I was a month and a half in, and now I meet this young, beautiful woman who I'm having feelings for. I know she's having feelings for me. This is really bad timing. Okay. So I'm in my blue bag, and I pray. I said, Father God... Long story short, did you put her in my life for a reason? Mm-hmm. And I stay silent, and I, I, I uh, wait for an answer. My prayer life is new. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Did you put her in my life for a reason? Because I know this is a bad idea. But you know what? I'm going with you. I'm going to go with you, whatever you tell me to do. Give me a sign. Talk to me. Whatever. Because if this is answer. a bad idea, I'm out. Yeah, it's early enough in the relationship that we can we can go our separate ways. There go, there won't be too much emotion that's you know that's going to be uh, there to recover. Right now's the time to to move on or move forward. And I literally fell back asleep. Like it had been about no, 15 minutes. I literally fell back asleep in this darn beanbag because it's dark, and I'm woken up with, yes, I put her in her life for a reason. You felt that, yeah. But you're going to go through hell. Okay, that's interesting. Whatever. And it's so weird because I'm like, where did that come from? You know, like. Then you found out. You sure, really, are you really telling me that, that, like, yes, but I'm going to go. And of course, you know, sometimes, you know, especially new in prayer life, you, you, you hear prayer in your own words. So I'm trying to, gosh, what does that mean? Maybe, okay, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, you know what? All right, I'm going to pursue this relationship. I don't know what the other part was about, but whatever. And then two weeks later, you found I'm in the hospital, right? So I come back. Uh, it's 5.30 in the morning again. I'm sitting in that beanbag, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty beat up. My God, I gave my life to you. Why would you, why would you allow this to happen to me? I'm doing everything that you asked me to do. I'm a little angry. You're angry. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing everything you asked me to do. I'm going to church twice a week. Two different churches. I'm doing as many Bible studies as I can. I'm following you. I mean, I'm doing everything I, I possibly can. I pray. I'm talking to you. I'm reading the Bible. 
I'm doing everything that I'm learning to do. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm staying drug free. I mean, I, I'm in this to win it. But why? Why this? is this happening? Why this now? Why would you do this to me or allow this to me to happen now? Mm-hmm. And I'm a little angry. Okay, well, I'm gonna wait for an answer. So only about five minutes goes by this time, and I'm sitting there, and, and, and here's that small, still voice. Because I knew you could handle it. Like, I protected you the whole time. You felt no pain. And now I've got him. Where I need him, he was in jail. So that now I can work on him. Thank you. And I'm like, wow. And then just tears. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel pain. No, I was sore. Mm-hmm. But never in that beating did I ever go, oh, you know, ow, or what, you know, it never felt one thing. I woke up in the hospital, I was fine. I was sore. If you touched my face, it would hurt. But I wasn't in pain. I never felt pain the whole time. Mm-hmm. Ever. I didn't even think about it, but it looked horrible. It looked yeah. like, I, 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 like I got drove through a windshield, you know, in a bad car accident. But I never felt pain. And he reminded me, I, I, I protected you the whole time. And now I've got him where I need him so I can talk to him now. Wow, that is cool. Thank you for using me. And, that, and then that was my journey of being of, of being used. And so, anyways, I, I share that story to tell you Jesus doesn't always give you the easy way out. He really doesn't. But He makes them the most worth it. I don't have regret. I don't have anxiety about the past. There's some things I wish I didn't do, but you know what? Whatever, it's my story now, and I'm not afraid to tell it. Um... I believe in, 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 I've always believed in positive thinking, and um, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm very conscious of is I don't call myself an addict. Okay. I am recovered. Mm-hmm. I was once a horrible loser, mm-hmm. but today I run a business that did almost $600,000 this year. I have blessed 20, 30, 40 families of work, you know, these, these past few years to put food and, 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 and stuff on their uh, on their tables and pay rent and, 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 and sometimes it's to, to just be a friend to one of the people that, that works with me. Um, and that's just the initial blessing. Yeah. It's initially 20, 000, or 20 families but the ripple effect that that, that, that impact made yeah. is beyond belief. Absolutely. I know it's beyond belief. It's, it's so amazing and then of course I, I, I still do recovery groups. Okay. Faith-based recovery groups. Oh, I love um, that. Um, I love that. Powerful, powerful stuff when you invite Jesus in. And, 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 and you know, there there are some programs out there mm-hmm. that um, that have you announce yourself as an alcoholic or an addict every time you speak. I think those programs are wonderful. I mean, really, I'm not here to, to, to bash a, a program. But what I am here to tell you is if there's something that you or anybody who's listening could learn from me, I am no longer an addict. I am recovered. Now, I could never recreationally use meth again, mm-hmm. but I don't walk around with the mindset of once an addict, always an addict. Mm-hmm. I don't label myself multiple times a week or a day when I go to groups mm-hmm. um, because I am not that person anymore. At what time in your life after recovery, through recovery, did you feel that you had 100% control of your mind? Oh, wow, that is good. <clears throat> I 
feel that that's something I've just been so conscious of is am I 100% control of my mind? Yeah. I feel that our thoughts, and, and I feel that we've, we've always heard this, so that your thoughts will control your life. Your thoughts control what your body's capable of. Like, it all starts with your mind. Yeah. And so now more than ever, this is just my truth, I've just been in this journey of being so, so aware of anything that enters my, my brain, anything that enters my mind. And I'm just thinking, even when just I'm facing all these challenges I'm 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 not perfect at it by any means and I still have these up and down days but I think to myself still like my primary thoughts are I'm in control how I view something happening to me I can either view it as an opportunity a challenge I'm going to view things as problems I'm like I'm in control so at what point did you feel that you were 100% in control of your mind Wow. I'm going to word it a little bit different, okay? Because we're on the right track. You're not wrong with what you said. I'm just going to word it a little bit differently. Number one, I don't believe I'm alone. So it's not me oh doing my something. Gosh. Yeah. It's we doing something, right? Yeah, that's it's we doing something constantly in my mind. So I have to that's believe. So I have to believe that God put me in the position I am with my wife, with my kids, with you right now, with my business, because he trusts me. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy all the time. Hey, let's put Brian in the best possible situation so it's easy. No. It's going to be difficult because in difficult situations or difficult times, there's growth. <clears throat> I wish that we could look at I wish that we could look at our emotions as a muscle, or a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our faith, our journey, uh, or you know, the emotions, if we could look at it as a muscle. Ten years ago, I was this scrawny, beat up, little tiny muscle. Today, I'm, I'm the Arnold Schwarzenegger of faith, of, of belief, of you know what I'm saying? If you look at it, you look at You have worked it. on now, it so yes. long. And, and, and obviously, the more time you put into it, mm-hmm. you're saying it, the stronger that your faith grows, obviously. But that's... Yes. The yeah. more I learn, mm-hmm. I learn, you know, I'm still here to learn. There's so much to learn, and I will, I, I will, I will be learning about God and, what, and His will for me and, and the whole thing for the rest of my life. Like, there's not an end. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Right? There's somebody I can't figure out, but he's always got my best interest at heart. But the journey, the journey to work towards where he wants me, mm-hmm. is just beginning every day, mm-hmm. every day. Now I can look back to the past, you know, seven years of seven or eight years of my of my relationship with him and my sobriety, or you know, uh, no longer using meth and like that journey, and go, wow, that's cool. You know, I'm done. But I'm not. I'm just beginning. There's so much more. Yeah. There's so much more. God didn't just give me all this stuff. We've had to work hard. We've had to work out this muscle together. It's not but I'm to never alone. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. The journey is worth it. I think what you said. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, don't ever want, don't ever want this, this journey that you're on with 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 your business and, and with with kids, with your with your family, with your husband, any of that. Don't ever pray for it to be easy. Because there's no growth, there's no, right? There, you, you will find a stagnant and it won't be worth it. Yeah. For me, life is so worth it. 
no matter how hard it is, because I'm not alone, and I know that God put me here for a reason, and He trusts me with what He's getting, I may fail at certain things, but He's there to pick me up when I fall, as long as I get back up, right? Um, does that help answer some of that? Yes, and, and it I keep does. Keep going. I keep oh my gosh, on, but... it does. And the biggest thing, from what I just heard you say, is I think that we can all take away, and that's something that hit me hard, is that it's not I, it's we. Oh gosh, yes. Like, I mean, that is... That alone, I think, can help anybody out with whatever challenge that they're facing, with whatever mental block that someone's facing, with whatever it is, is you have to think, and what you've reminded me is that it's not me, it's, it's we. Yes. And it's God and I. I'm not alone. And that's so powerful. And you're there for a reason every single time. There's no accidents. There's no coincidence. Mm-hmm. There's no mistakes. That's huge. We might make too. mistakes. We might screw it up and, and make God's job a little bit harder, but He's still there, and He's still going to make all things perfect somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Even with us screwing it up. I want to talk about um, one of the defining moments that, uh, um, that I had about five years ago. <clears throat> and that was... Um, I learned the definition of, 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 it's the Latin root word definition for decision. Okay. And I want to read it. It is, <clears throat> okay, um, to cut off. Okay? Wow. Um, cutting off choices. Mm-hmm. Cutting off some other course of action. To get decisions. Mm-hmm. When you make a decision to do anything, Oh my gosh. You don't say, well, my decision today is to, for the next six months, I'm going to work out at least five days a week. It's not that, it's what you're cutting out. Well, no, because what happens is, is on Monday morning, oh, you know, I'm tired, I woke up late, I need to get to my Monday morning meeting. Mm -hmm. So you come up with a, you have altered your course with another decision, with another choice Mm -hmm. to not work out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you make the decision to work out, you're going to go work out. You're not, you know what? Sorry, I got to skip the meeting, guys. Hey, uh, you know, someone, you run it. Yeah. Okay. Just one example. The other thing I like is, that. is um, it frees you from the pain of other choices. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That hit home for me. It frees you. So when I made a decision to never use meth again. I made a decision to never use meth again because of this. Mm-hmm. And as an addict, if there's anybody who's watching that's an addict, um, this statement should literally scare the, like, the daylights out of you. And this is where I had to be. My whole life since I was... And I'm just going to focus on the meth. Since I was 19... All the way up until I, you know, the, I told you the whole story there. I always had meth to rely on. Mm-hmm. It was one of my best friends. I mean, it, it, it really. I chose meth over my wife, over my kids, over my house. Mm-hmm. It was it was more important. Now I loved my wife. I loved my kids, but you when push it. came to shove, if it was putting food on their plate, or me and me not using, getting high. I went and chose to get high. Mm-hmm. Now, the way I talk myself into it is because I love my kids, I need to get high so I can go work to put food. Whatever, right? That's what you, you, you do to make yourself feel better in the moment of, of, of those choices and decisions. Okay. 
I was making the decision to never use again. I could no longer call on my best friend when I couldn't handle life in that moment. It scared me. Because it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that I'm making a choice not to use again. It was, if I make this choice, if I cut off... This is what I'm cutting off. ...that I will never be able to use again. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. Never be able to use again. And that scared the daylights out of me. And so I had to come to a point where <clears throat> using could no longer ever be an option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You don't know what that's like to come from where I've come from. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I made the decision. I made I made the decision to never use again. And life has still happened. I've had deaths. I've had marital marital struggles. We've had I mean life has happened just like it happens for you or anybody. Mm-hmm. And I have not used. And we've talked about that. And we've talked about it's one thing to overcome obstacles in our life. Yeah. But understanding and knowing the reality is that even as successful business owners, even when your business is thriving, even as just the successful human being, you're doing what you want to be doing, you're on the right track, it's so important to just be self-aware that things will always, the devil, Mm. when you're self-aware of it, no matter where you're at, especially when you're on the brink of greatness, doing something big, doing something big for other people, doing something big in whatever it is that the devil is always going to try to attack you. And I love what you said. We were on break, or I don't know if this was before the podcast started. This was so good, what you said. You said, the devil isn't going to show up as the enemy mm-hmm. at all times. Or this is at least what I, I heard you saying, that the devil isn't going to come as a robber. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to come in with a black hat. They're not going to be identified all the time as the enemy. And I think that's so important, what you said. It just... In your life and in my life, what's going to hurt you and derail you and distract you isn't going to show up all the time as something bad. It's going to show up as your best friend. It's going to show up as something good, as something helpful, as someone that you trust. And that's the person. Mm -hmm. That is how the enemy works in our life. Yes. Especially when you're on the path to doing something great. At all times. You don't, I mean, yeah. that's how the enemy works is what I heard. And I was like, oh my gosh. We talked about before the podcast started. We've prayed over this podcast. And the challenges that we've faced in the last 24 hours. Oh Crazy. my yeah. goodness. We are up to something. We're and up to something. Satan knows we're up to something and he's not going to allow it to, to be easy. But you know what? Our God is bigger because he overcame the enemy. He won. We just have to believe that he won. That's believing in That's God and believing, believing God. With the, you know, when, when Jesus died on the cross, he won. Now, the, that doesn't mean the enemy's going to quit. He's still going to try to torture us, and he will, when we allow him to. But we have we have the ultimate confirmation that he won, which means we won. When you we are, cannot lose to the enemy. That's that's the point I'm trying yeah. to bring. We cannot lose to the enemy unless we choose to. 
I love that. So you have to believe. Mm-hmm. You have to believe. And when you're self-aware, like you said, when you're self-aware of who the enemy is, how the yeah. devil works, uh, we were talking with Skylar and everyone before the podcast, is you view your life differently. And you, you, you will view everything in your life differently. You know, you could have realized or you could have thought about this morning being a coincidence that you felt sick. You could have been like, well, I don't know why that's happening. But no, we yeah. were, you're, we're self-aware that we had something. We had a message. We had someone mm-hmm. to reach. We had something big happening today. And this is nothing but a distraction. It's how you viewed it this morning is that it was nothing. This is the enemy trying to, yeah. you know, you viewed the sickness that you felt this morning that... This isn't a coincidence. This is the, this is the enemy trying to pull me down. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that that's so he wants important. To distract us. He wants to distract. Yes. Us. And and how many times over the past twenty four hours did the three of us <laughs> have opportunities, thoughts of of just not doing this today, right? Um, it was yeah. And it was close. We were. Close and then to having the a conversation. What are the odds that day we're going to do a podcast about about you know whatever this message is? That um, that I would get a stomachache. I don't ever get stomachaches. Yeah. What are the odds? Well, you know what? The odds are freaking great. Oh my god. Because the enemy knows that that we're onto something big here. That we're onto something big today. Uh, we've got some powerful stuff that we have gone through. Uh, that you have gone through. That our friend Skyler has gone through, and how we've been able to overcome that. But 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 with who? Mm-hmm. With Jesus. With God, our Father. And you know. Um, I am not sorry that this podcast turned into a, a, a you know a faith based podcast. I I'm am not absolutely sorry either. You know, excited about it. Me too. Um, Me too. But I you know I really I wanted to uh, I wanted to apologize to you. Um, you had shared with me that your and, and I don't know much of the story, but you said that your brother died of a of a heroin overdose. Sometimes as an addict, when I hear a story like that, it, it breaks my heart because I was once one. Um, and he didn't get the same message I did, and you didn't have the same opportunity. But you know what? God says, I will use all things to your glory, or, sorry, to your good, my glory, him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's something good that can come out of that mess. And I, you know, once again, I apologize that, um, that that happened. That is not how it was, that was not a part of God's original plan. Mm-hmm. Just know that. Mm-hmm. But now we're having this conversation, just know how powerful your brother's story could be to someone else who wants to survive. Or we don't know what we don't know, right? Right, right. Well, we are here, Apollonia, to tell people what they need to know Mm -hmm. so that they too will have a chance. Mm -hmm. And that they too can can be where we are as opposed to where some of our lost friends are. I know what death looks like. One of my best friends before I, this is years ago in California, he rented a room for me, his name was Joe, um, had a meth addiction really bad. I didn't even know what a meth addiction looked like. I just know I partied every now and then, right? Yeah, yeah. He um, could not beat it. He, Joe, is what taught me how to pray to the wrong person because I wanted death because I knew I couldn't beat it. Joe called me one Saturday morning over because I told him, if you're using Joe, you can't come home. Don't come home. Closer. He didn't see him for four days, five days. He calls me Saturday morning, uh, about five in the morning, and says, uh, "I hear this, you know, this voice that was just almost like sounded like a perverted phone call or whatever." Right? You were like, "What's happening? What is going on?" He says, "Brian, it's Joe. Um, I, I, I shot up everything I had. My like, Joe, where are you? I'll come for you." He says, "No, 
got my gun with me, Brian. I just want you to know um, I'm not calling for help. I'm calling to say goodbye. And in, 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 in his panic, high, you know, because he was done, and he, and he just didn't sound good. Joe, where are you? I'm coming to get you. And, of course, I, I go to my computer phone. Back then, we didn't really have cell phones. I was on a landline. But go to my computer phone, and, and I'm dialing 911, and uh, um, Joe pulls the trigger. He shot himself, he, and, and that was it. It was the last phone call I ever had with Joe. Um, I'm so sorry. And so it, I only share that story because I know that you went through something with your with death. You know, I'm sharing the death story. Why? Because I want there to be life from this podcast, from this conversation. More importantly, this conversation. I want there. I want you to feel life. Mm-hmm. You hear people all the time talk about, man, I would die for you. I'm sure that you've probably said that I would die for my, my husband. I would die for my mom. I would do anything for my How about you live? How about we choose to live now, right? That's what I'm doing. I'm choosing to live instead of die from now on. I want to live for you. I want to live for Skylar. I want to live for my wife and for my kids. And I want them to see Jesus through me, through my choices to live, right? Now, death has to be a part of that, but it makes us live better. That's the goal. That's so good, right? And I want... I hope that every I hope that so many of your lessons I hope that people can apply that and listen but the biggest thing that I took away is that you're not alone mm-hmm. and I want people to know yes, I want people to know that there's hope mm-hmm. and I want people to know that they are not alone okay. I think that's huge very cool and I think that you help people with that because you helped me with that, so thank you. You are, you know what? You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we can help more. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. God use us. We really. I mean, it's a prayer that I pray all the time. Mm-hmm. God use me, and uh, didn't never know what he's up to, but he's <laughs> always up to something. Yeah, absolutely. Always up to something. Okay. So, are we uh, are we gonna wrap this thing up? Yeah, let's wrap it okay. up. Okay. Um, I would just like to say to anybody listening, if you. Uh, want to friend me on Facebook. My name is Brian Green. You can search for me. Um, if there is something, if my story, if our conversation has done anything for you that can help you, someone you know, if you just have a question, please friend me on Facebook and, and private message me. I would love to chat with you. I'd love to help. Um, uh, we also ask that you would just get this message out to people. Uh, you know, Share it with your friends. Share it. Get it on you know, as many places we can get. We want to reach as I prayed over the past week of, for this podcast, I prayed that God would use this conversation to reach as many people. And uh, so, um, you know what, before we close, can we pray for yeah. our listeners? And before that, yeah, please. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being vulnerable. I want to thank you for sharing your story. You absolutely don't have to. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that and thank you for being who you are. Mm. And for having thank you. having the mindset to help other people. So thank you for that. I don't think that you know how many people, how much I needed to hear what you had to say today. Mm. So thank you for that. Hard to take compliments, but uh, you know what? You're welcome. I mean, really, it's uh, it's very humbling to be able to hear stuff like that. And uh, um, But you know what? I've, uh, here's what I've learned. God put me in your life for a reason, or you in my life for a reason, and, and you're welcome. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to 
I'm happy to have the stuff that I've gone through and been able to come to this point affect people in a positive way mm -hmm. so maybe they don't have to go through what we did or I did. Mm -hmm. so, awesome. Um, and here you are now, yeah. running a few businesses and impacting people's lives. I think there's nothing more, I don't think there's anything greater, the opportunity to do, to impact, yeah. um, aside from the success that you have with your businesses, that the biggest success is what you're doing in people's lives. So. Okay. It's exciting. You have a lot of exciting oh, stuff going on. There's so much more. I can't wait to, you know, one of these days, uh, like we talked in the last podcast. We will follow we're gonna up. We're going to follow up, gonna follow up and, and, and uh, uh, I want to interview you. I want to I want to oh. learn, learn Apollonia's life because there's a story there that, we, that uh, people need to hear. You, you told amazing. me this. I'm like, you are amazing. Oh, no, absolutely. You're amazing. But let's, I would love to end prayer. Oh, my gosh. Let's, let's pray for our listeners. All right. Wow. Yeah, wow. Father God, wow, you are just so amazing. You are you are our rock, Lord. And um, Lord, I just I just want to pray for anybody out there that is impacted by this story. Um, and I want to pray for you know for anybody who has a, a family member that, that struggles with addiction. I want to pray for all of the people um, to, uh, that do struggle for addiction or struggle with addiction, Lord, that you would wrap your loving arms around them and you would remind them that they're not alone. That, yes, they can't do this, mm -hmm. but together you guys can. Mm -hmm. And so, Father, I thank you for that. Lord, I just want to pray for the people that have lost loved ones to addiction. I want you to remind them that this was not part of your plan. That addiction is not part of your plan. That all came about from, this, from the, the, the fallen world. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, um, remind people just how much you love them. Um, Lord, I just want to just pray um, thank you for uh, for all the people in recovery that are doing it and successful with you. I want to just pray, Father God, that uh, that we can um, uh, no longer have to label ourselves as addicts because you say who the sun sets free is free indeed, and we're going to live on that. We're going to buy into that. And, 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 and I want you, you know, through my testimony, Father, I want you to impact hundreds if not thousands of people and remind them that once an addict always an addict is is, is alive from the pit of hell mm -hmm. and that lord you um you have chosen uh that when you put dreams on people's hearts that you put those dreams there for a reason so i just want to pray for all these listeners that they would dream again mm -hmm. and that you would show them through maybe through my testimony that that, that if you do have dreams that you go after your dreams and we're going to work this thing out together and it could be big or small but just because you were once a loser doesn't mean you're a loser today. And so, Father God, I just pray that you would impact many people with that message. I just pray this last final blessing over all of our listeners. Lord, we just love you and we thank you for this time again. To your son's mighty name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Thank you so thank much you for listening and we will talk to you soon.